Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. My co-host is Bricky, and he's going to be filling us in with all the crazy details of Warhammer 40k. But before he does, if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous, where you can uh, join the Discord if you support. Uh, you can get the digital posters at the $15 tier. Uh, we hit that landmark uh, goal, so you'll be getting a uh, Dornian Heresy and Blood Angels episode sometime soon, and uh, also there's the comic. There's the Scola-themed anime manga comic that everybody just adores. Patreon.com slash Adept is Ridiculous. Uh, Bricky, tell them the other stuff they should know. Thanks, man. Your descriptions mm. are excellent. Go to Orchidate.com in the description. Check out the merch. You got a whole bunch of little guy merch. And in fact, we're going to be having some new merch coming out very soon. It might be this week. It it might be next week. I don't know. I don't quite know yet. We'll find out soon. There will be new stuff. Very exciting. Also, uh, read Day of Ascension, which uh, I guess now that it's October, we should probably probably get on that. So, uh, So get on that. Get on that. Get on that. Get on. Get on. Rip, pick, pick yourself a piece of that Klondike bar. Break me break off. Me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Uh, you know, I was. I, w- I had. What the would you do for a Klondike bar? But that's right. That's right. You want? You know? You ever? You, you've been to the the county fairs, right? Uh, once or twice. Did you ever have any of those like horrible, overly deep fried things? Um, the only overly deep fried thing I've gotten at county fairs was funnel cake. That's not too bad. It's not good yeah. for you, but it's that's like no. it's not like one of those things where you look at it and you want to throw up. Yeah, it's not like deep fried butter. There's one of the few options I've ever had uh, that that I I simply could not finish, which was because um, it was too much. Uh, at least when I was a kid, when I was like 15, which is shocking because you know you could eat anything at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a a fully deep fried chocolate dipped Klondike bar. That was wow. it. It was the Klondike bar frozen, deep fried, and then dipped in like the hard shell chocolate. I, I want to oh. try it out, and it and it was it was fucking trash. Wow! So they took the Klondike bar, deep fried that, then took the big deep fried mass and dumped that in more chocolate. America moment. Holy shit! America moment. Yeah, you know that the, is so America. It was it was considered the the heart attack cafe, but they renamed it to Slanesh's Palace because of the unspeakable excess of calories. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, the heart attack grill. Oh I was, no. I was very proud of that unspeakable excess of calories. I, I expect a round of applause from everybody here. Oh oh yeah, everybody okay. give up. Uh, uh, that's that's you. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty Thank good. You. Pretty Excellent. good. Pretty good. Well done. All well done. Right. Well done. Well done. Well done. With that out of the way and the stupidity gone, let us talk about today's episode. Hey! Hey! So, uh, like with the last episode, we talked about the Votan, the squats, the little mm-hmm. guys, shy, being a coward, and not leaving in our little guy conversations. You fuck. Ugh, Leave them in, you cowards. Come on, shy people pay good money for this. Cry about this it, little guy lizard, content, you know? lizard gif fucking dancing <laughs> lizard cry about it yep Ugh. full screen yep people definitely aren't tired of it yet oh no 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 how could they no. be it's so funny it's it's extremely humorous anywho uh that is actually uh what was our last episode is the blood angels episode will be next week this is a confirmation Woo-hoo! stamp click click next week it is next week today though we are going to be continuing our Votan episodes, and we will be talking a little bit more about some interesting stuff that I learned in the Codex, doing some rereading, and we'll be Hell talking yeah. about the five major League of Legends. We will be uh, mm. talking real, real <laughs> virgin hours up in here. Don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> listen, listen, League of Legends isn't good, but at least it's not Valorant. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Well, like oh, man. one is, is so bad. Well, actually, I, I think Valorant's pretty fine of a game, but I would never touch that with a ten foot pole with the people mm-hmm. who play it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yep.
Continuing from, from the year. Uh, we, so let's talk about more of the Voton leagues and the fun, interesting facts about the Voton. So Hell yeah. let's go ahead and, uh, and start off with the concept of their travel and soul that I thought was interesting. So this is just some tidbits of things I found neat as okay. I was reading through it. So the kin have a, a very dimmed soul, uh, much like the Tau. Okay. So their their souls in the warp are not very, very large. This could be a combination of factors. One might say that it is because they are just little guys and they're just <laughs> more void hardened, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. One would definitely is more assumed, I would say, that is because they are clones. Oh, that would make sense. The uh they they like the fact that they're clones is is also is a pretty good pretty good reason, I would say, yeah. that they're Definitely a little bit lower on the warp's totem pole. Um, they actually have an interesting example in the Codex where they talk about how the Grimnir, or the living ancestors, the ones that commune with the Votom, uh, are psychers, but they shine slightly brighter in an obscured way, like, like the aperture of a lantern being slightly larger open. It's not like you're hmm. not looking directly at a, a plain flame. There is still like glass between it, but the aperture yeah. is just a bit a bit larger. Grimners are still they, they clone Grimners, right? Even though they're psychers and everything, they they can still clone those with decent accuracy and and all that. You know, I actually don't know if Grimners are cloned. My thoughts say yes, but they're they're very specific. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, they have like their own kind of special cloning process or lineage. Yeah. Maybe it's a part I haven't read in the book yet or in the codex yet. Um, but uh, I'm not 100% on that one. But it would make sense that they either have some fancy way to do it considering the way they are. Um, yeah. But because like they're it's also just a little also different like, from the normal ones. Yeah. They're also like revered, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, they're super they revered. Because they're the, they're the ones that like speak to the to the, the the cores and relay the cores message or something right yeah they speak to the votons and they're yeah. uh, they're very much like universally respected um yep. they the, the, actually there's a funny stratagem in the game where if a character of yours is i think if it's a warlord or a grimnir is killed then the opponent gets uh like a, like a whole bunch of of oh is this the one personal grudge no, not personal grudge. Different one than that. There, there was a, well. It's funny enough that there's a, a stratagem called personal grudge, which is, <laughs> That's which very is pretty great. Uh, oh, here it is. Newfound nemesis. If your warlord or a grimnir is killed, the per the unit that killed it gets two judgment tokens, three, which is the max if it was a grimnir. Wow. So it's like it's like, hey, you kill our our grimnir, our well respected elder. You're getting max tokens. Yeah. That's a token. And then tokens don't go away, so pretty crazy. Damn. Um, anywho, that, uh, that, that psychic part of the way, the actual piloting of their ships I thought was really fascinating. So each ship okay. is commanded by something known as a Void Master. He's a Ooh. captain versed in spacefaring and stuff. And they are supported by Ironkin Wayfinders, which okay. are... Which are you know little like AI cogboys, and they oh. help chart and create paths through the warp for wow. the Void Master. And it says specifically without risking psychic interaction, huh. which is strange because it makes you assume that the Void Master is a bit psychic, much like a navigator, because. Yeah. Because navigators kind of have to be because you need to navigate the warp, and you, that's kind of a prereq. But we've also found that the Voton have a signal in the warp, and these guys have AI machines helping them plot their warp course to, and I quote, without risking psychic interaction. Not like psychic instability, psychic interaction. Which makes me, which makes it assume that they're they straight up don't need to use psychic abilities to go into the warp, which wow. I guess is true. 
Because navigators navigate into the warp. They don't need it to go in the warp. That's what, like, the, the warp drives are for, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. Oh, and Shy's right. Necrons have to navigate the warp, and it's not like they can use psychic energy either. I, so... I don't think Necrons navigate the warp. I think they have, like classic like, faster than light travel that's because they're so advanced they just go fucking fast aha the inertialist inertialist propulsion system is utilized exclusively by the necrons who are capable of interstellar travel without the need to enter the warp when using this technology there you go yeah that, that's right they, they don't have a um they they could have they have the dolmen gate that shy mentioned it's the portal that was uh helped develop by the katan but i don't believe they uh they don't use the webway in general they, they have genuine FTL travel that is warpless because the Necrons are ludicrously advanced. I mean, I mean, hell, they, they don't use the warp, but they have fucking, like, magicians. They have mages <laughs> as, like, crypto. Like, they, they can control time just because they're so good at science. Mm-hmm. The cryptomancers or whatever they are. Chronomancers, yeah. Chronomancers, yeah, not cryptomancers, they, they're, they're, they're into cryptocurrency. They, Ooh, they use their, Watch out for my Bitcoin. <laughs> Be careful with bit. those Bitcoins. You know, there's uh, TikTok rappers will steal that right out from under you. Got silver on my fingers and boots, and boots, on, boots my on my feet. feet. Gonna Always be foot. a goat, not a goddamn sheep. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hope that ankle bracelet is really tight. <laughs> Yeah, blockchain Anywho. magic, baby. Anywho, um, so the Voton technically travel in very short plunges. They have very quick, like, in the warp, out the warp, in the warp, out the warp. Um, mm. It makes it take much longer to reach destinations, but it's far safer. And they arrive where they want to and on time almost every time. They don't need to worry about warp time fuckery or mistranslation they do very quick like bloop, 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 bloop. that's fair i i would imagine a group like the voton would want to be more like yeah let's arrive on time exactly where we want to be rather than risk uh you know timey-wimey bullshit and ending up like three years away from where we actually want to be yeah that seems like a very voton dwarf efficiency uh deal sure and also makes it goes along with their uh being very slow <clears throat> Part of it as well. Oh yeah, because they're dwarfs. Yeah, they just got they're dwarfs. Little legs. And... Yeah, no, they just got little legs. Little, little guys. Just legs. little guys. Little guys mm -hmm. with little legs. Yep. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yep. Um. As for other interesting tidbits, I found in the codex, they don't have a name for the Eye of Terror. Uh, they believe to give it a name would lend more superstition uh, to something that's already menacing enough. Huh. And so they they don't name it, but they do name individual warp storms. Uh, and one of them, they have a war zone known as Ogrev uh, Org Gavir. <laughs> O-R-O-R-G-V-A-Y-R. Orgvir. Orgvoyer? Orgvir, sure. There's an umlaut over the O, so I'm fuck it. Um, Orgvir. Herbie Derby. <laughs> wait, wait, wake up, Gary. It's Leif Erikson Day. Hinga Dinga oh, no. Durgan. Oh, no. That was a, that's a SpongeBob. You don't get this. I don't. Uh, Shy makes, makes a good point. Warp Storm Ian just smashed through Florida. That's okay because everyone there worships chaos already. <laughs> yeah, they're all fine. Don't worry about it. They're jet skiing in the ocean and chaos reigns supreme. They're, they're jet skiing in a typhoon and they're flying. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I saw the videos of people jet skiing in the ocean during the middle of uh, the storm. Are they really? Yeah. Fucking Florida, man. Yeah, Florida, um, man. But uh, during this, this war zone, it's kind of part of the whole, like, Nachmund and Nephilim areas um, mm -hmm. with the Octarius War. They themselves were having issues with Chaos M, who are running away from a whole bunch of war leaders bearing down at them. And Oof. there's a little, little battle here and there, but the war leaders got one of their Grimnir, and now they've they've create this massive grudge against one of the world leader lords because Naturally, of course because they took a grimnir yeah anywho just just interesting little little tidbits about that stuff let's talk about the actual factions hell yeah let's do it 
So there are five, as I mentioned in the last episode, we have the Greater Thurian League, the Trans-Hyperion Alliance, the Cronus Hegemony, the Ymir Conglomerate, and the Urani Surter Regulates. Mm -hmm. um, the Greater Thurian League is the main one. It is the right. largest and one of the original leagues of Votan, but it continues to be the largest. Um, the amount, it has over 200 kindreds in total, or over Ooh. 200 kindreds. Very, very large. That's a lot of kindreds. That's a lot of kindreds. There That's is a, a, a giant amount of people. Um, they go to far space actually a bit more often. You know, they had the old quotes, uh, sailing to far space, as in like it's a fool's errand. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They go out there actually a bit more. They trade with a lot of other people. Uh, they act as mercenaries for a lot of others. They're, they're your your overall box cover classic big boy faction. All right. The standard. The gold standard for the League of Votan. The gold standard. Uh, they also contain the only current named character in the Votan, which is Uthar the Destin. Hey, wow, Which, there's 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 five leagues and there's only one named character, really? Yeah, normally, I mean, there's only one... Oh, wait, no, they changed this recently, but... There was normally only one named character for the Custodians, and that was Trajan Valoris, but... Then they oh, added yeah. uh, when they added Valerian and Alea from the book. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's... Yeah, it was only a couple. I think there's only one named character for the Admech. I think it's just Call. Wow, really? That's the only named character for all of the Admech? It's just, just Call? I, I think on the tabletop, maybe... Because huh. uh, I'm, I'm, referring, to the, I'm a, referring to the tabletop. Yeah, you'd think with such a massive faction, they'd have tons of named uh, Admech. Let's see. Um, nope. Belisarius Call. It's the only one. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there are All there right. are a couple of, in Heresy era and stuff, sure. But like... Yeah, yeah. The, yeah just, just But call. like current, current Warhammer, it's just Call, huh? Just Call? Huh. Um... Uthar the Destined is actually an interesting character. He's, he's quite good in game. Um, he's very goddamn good in game. But uh, one of the Votan, the kindred of Vortun, which I believe is what his kindred was, had their, their Votan spout forth a weird uh, screed of prophecy. The information is really muddled, and it's an old transcript that none of the kin really understands. But on that same day in the crucible, a new person was created. Uh, and that was, and also the Votan made a very special blade known as the Blade of the Ancestors. One fancy, powerful blade and one single kindred that day. Or, or kin, kin that day, sorry. And so because of that, that person was bestowed as Uthar the Destined. They don't know what the prophecy says, what it means. They don't understand the script, but they do know that something's up. And so they gave they gave Uthar the sword. And since then, he has been spending his time living up to his name and being one of the high calls for the Greater Thurian League and uh, and doing a pretty gosh darn good job. So, so this is going to be a classic case of DK's about to repeat everything that Bricky just said. But uh, so you're telling me there's there there's a prophecy. They have no idea what said prophecy says or how to interpret it. Uh, only one person was made that day, and only one sword was made that day. So they figure it's all just part of the same prophecy. And sure, give him the big sword and hope for the best. And he apparently did turn out really good. He did turn out really good. Uh, but what could you imagine would happen if, if you were in his position? Um, I would assume a lot of lofty ambitions, and um, uh, uh, he'd probably become a super tryhard because he feels like everybody's like, oh, you're the, you're the destined. You know, you're the special whatever for this prophecy we don't understand. So I imagine he would become a big flaming tryhard and maybe eventually betray them. Because you are, I just posted okay. a image of uh, Obi Wan saying uh, you were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. You, you're you are right until the end. Damn, half, Shy. You half right. Um, Uthar is apparently a bit cold in his demeanor, as everyone kind of looks up to him and holds him up and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But he has some like he has some like gallows humor and that kind of stuff. You know, some some cold like 
He has a very sure. down-to-earth persona, apparently. But in reality, he's actually got quite the, the large amount of imposter syndrome. Oh, so he's got that cane syndrome. He he uses his gallows humor and stuff to conceal the the doubt. The the real doubt that, like, how do I know it's me? Like, you made a sword and I just happened to be born the same day. Like, you know, I would never go against what the ancestors believe. Like, the ancestors... I, I truly mm-hmm. trust them and all that stuff, but I, uh, I don't. I don't know. Like you're expecting me, I'm the destined. The destined for what? Yeah, what you don't even know what for? I'm destined for. You don't even know if the prophecy's talking about me. Like, yeah, I could say I could get a little imposter syndrome from that. Also, I like his gold bronze helmet. Looks way better with that on than than uh, bareheaded. Bareheaded. Yeah, the I I mean, well, the bear, the gold. Or I think the, the gold helmet is the normal call. He's the one on the left with the beard. Yeah. Okay. But, but uh, and, and, and he has the yeah. the fancy thing on top, and that's the special blade of the ancestors and all that good. Hey. Stuff. Yep. Yep. So, uh, anyway, that's that's Uthar, Great Athurian League. That's his whole big uh, big shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one we have is the Trans Hyperion Alliance. Um, these are a interesting little group that are the furthest traveled of the leagues. They are many of them are the prospects that like to go out and bring stuff back for their league. These are definitely the most mobile. They are the ones that like to explore. They are adventurers. They seek trade routes, trading mm. partners. They look for mysteries. Ooh, you can also see them coming a mile away with that orange armor. Uh, I don't think they're orange. I believe they are they? Uh, more the, blue. But I thought the oh, oh, no, trans- you're right. They yeah. are orange. They're, you're orange. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I was wrong. You're right. Their, uh, their armor probably resonates in the warp because it's so goddamn orange. Everybody's like, oh, it's, there's the Trans-Hyperion Alliance in the warp. How could you tell? There's this big orange spotlight. It's fashionable, DK. I don't think you know what that word means. If you well, that's that. that's definitely true in general, but... You know what they say. Orange is the new black, and it's fair. Anyway, the trans Alliance, they actually hold a ton of territory. Uh, but their territory just isn't, like, overly filled with people. They have, they have very large, like, swaths of territory, but they're, they're not overly populated. They're kind of sparse in certain areas. But they're always they're always kind of quiet. They're kind of isolated, but they keep very well connected as they move around and explore stuff. Uh, shockingly, they have a and this is interesting to note that in the in the codex it says they have a remarkable three voton, which is wow. interesting to assume the fact that they have that three voton for an entire league is known as remarkable. Yeah, that's. Well, I guess I was gonna say we we haven't really talked about like how many uh, votons is normal. I just assumed one per league is normal. So like when you said, "Oh yeah, they have three, I was like, "Wow!" Like, is that that's that's significantly more than everybody else's? Like they have so much more. Like I don't know if I want to say processing power, but you'd imagine that they'd be the number one league since they have so many more votons. It's a definitely a it's a questionable thing because the Greater Thurian League is two hundred goddamn kindreds, and True. I would just be I expected more than a singular voton, but mm-hmm. just and I quote even the league's voton of which it boasts a remarkable three is just oh it's interesting I didn't yeah. realize three was so crazy, um yeah. may, maybe the GL or GTL have three or something as well but that's like because the Trans Hyperion Alliance is a bit smaller. Overall, that's even more surprising. Um, mm. But the uh, the Voton are actually always mobile. They are nestled deep in extremely fortified void ships, and they're carried in fleet flotillas. Mm-hmm. And they're actually the location of all three Voton are constantly being tracked and shown to the rest of the league in order to make sure that they always have it protect him, because oh, yeah. they are they are very much frightened. Of you know getting raided, and so whenever that might happen, they all just run their ass over there to go help them. Right, because you definitely don't want to lose a Voton, let no, alone definitely. three of them. 
Yes, three three mobile flotillas. Yeah. Um, they are as close as you can get to like genuine religious fervor in terms of the Votan. Obviously, there's a little bit of a religious thing going on with the Votan, but they, they're they're more than that. They they have like offerings and stuff that they leave there at times. They're a bit more than the average. Um, okay. There's like a little bit of a, of a light cult kind of thing going on in the Transipurian Alliance, and uh, it's not disliked, but it's, it's kind of getting a little bit spread out a little bit more than than before. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of a a little bit of a bit of a thing going on there. They ex they believe okay. that exploration is a way to bring back information to the Votan and enrich the Votan and make themselves more powerful. Okay. okay. I, I I don't know why I don't find it that unusual that they like worship the Votons. Uh, probably because worship is so fucking common in 40k that we just assume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Fervent worship of chaos gods and or the emperor or technology is so fervent in 40k. It's like, of course they worship the machine AI thing. Why wouldn't they? Goes without saying. Um, for their actual like in-game stuff, they have their custom is known as honor the ancestors. They have um, their warlord trait is nomad strategist, you know, kind of moving out mm -hmm. and about. Um, their relic is really interesting. They have something called the Core of Duas. It's uh, originally fashioned aboard the hold ship of Irva's Kindrim during the years of the Longest March. These Korv units contain shards. Korv is like a, uh, the, the little floating guys next to the Grimnir. You see, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, these Korv units contain shards of psychoactive crystal recovered from a scintillating anomaly. Like escorts around a capital ship, the Korv Duos employ their psycho-amplified resilience to shield their Grimnir from harm. At the same time, the empiric resonance generated by their presence magnifies the fortitude of the Grimnir's barrier tech, helping them ward off enemy manifestations. So, do, uh, having it gives them uh, both of the little corves extra HP, and it makes you able to deny enemy psychic powers better. That's so, why. Yeah, fun. That's that's pretty poggers, sure. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun. <laughs> oh my god, I totally I totally forgot about. Okay, I forgot about two things. First things okay. first, um, the Greater Thurian League in-game stuff. Uh, GTL has, like, Ruthless Efficiency, um, Pragmatic Wisdom, Aspiring Glare is, like, a strategy to allow you to put judgment tokens on people. Kind of funny. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, I've totally forgot where... Okay, I gotta, I gotta find this in, in the book because this... When I read this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Floored. I, I, I was, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> i was shocked i am accidentally pushing the book on my keyboard and i am and i <laughs> it's token raid there we go okay here it is mm -hmm. those kindreds whose hold this is about the war zone ogrevir whatever mm -hmm. those kindreds whose holds lay directly in the invaders path now face a difficult choice to hold their ground against the onslaught or to fall back in the face of growing enemy strength blah 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 blah, blah, blah. they could uh talk via hardened lascom relays Kindreds named are the Kindred Crimson Two, called Starbreaker Kindred, Kindred of Vortun, and the Deep Rock Kindred. Oh wow! They the knew Deep what they were Rock doing. They, they, how shameless! They it's literally in the doing. book. Deep Shh. Rock Kindred. Are you fucking kidding me, GW? Shame on you, GW. Shame on you. Do you have Rock no and shame? Rock, Rock and stone. stone. Do you have Jeez. no shame? None, GW. Zero shame. Do you oh, have no... That's... God damn it. You Fucking have no hell. marbles. Oh. All right. Next league. Next one we have is the Kronos Hegemony. This is when you want to go to war. <laughs> These are the fighters. They are a relatively young league. Uh, a kindred's fame. Like, okay, so this is the weird part. If you remember, there's the four aspects of each kindred. There is the hearth, the crucible, the fane, and shit. What was the fourth one? <laughs> and shit. Wow, oh, I shit. love that one. That one was the just... hearth. The, the hold, I think, is the one. I think it was the hold. 
Because it was it's where they uh, where they live, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. No, no, it's the sense. forge. The forge. That's right. The hearth, the forge, the fane, and the crucible. The fane is the one that was tended by the living ancestors, aka the Grimnir, and it mm-hmm. flows the wisdom of the Votan, where the Grimnir interface and communicate with it. However, the Cronus hegemony says that a kin- the kindred's fane, the fane, achieved self awareness. And became a newly formed Votan. Wow. That's, Which that's con- kind of a big deal. Well, it confused me because I thought the Fane was there to communicate with the Votan. But they said their Fane achieved self-awareness and became a Votan. I thought the Votan were old school things given to them with mining stuff. Way back when. Oh, yeah. It's... It's a bit confusing. That, that, uh, that not, is a little weird, yeah. I'm not quite sure exactly what, what's the point of it, but it says, it specifically says, found less than a millennia ago when the fane of Korin's kindred achieved self-awareness. This newly ascended Votan exhibited an aggressive drive for knowledge and a demanding appetite for raw materials. Did they just tell us how Votons were made? A f- like, but a fane getting... I thought we figured out that the Votan were a uh, an old thing given to them during the way days of the Galactic Core. Yeah, but I'm they apparently made one. Well, I don't want to say they made one, but they... I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. You're the know. one with the answers. I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm scared. DK, hold me. No. No. Gross. You smell. Wow. How dare you? We all smell. <laughs> We're Warhammer players. Oh anyway. uh, yeah. Anywho, um, it had that massive appetite for knowledge and raw materials, and that gave them this want to get as much knowledge and raw materials as they could, which lends them to having extreme aggression. Sometimes just outright belligerence. This wow. <laughs> this group, the the Cronus hegemony are forever on the march. To join the hegemony, you must provide an offering and, uh, that they appreciate that they want and swear mm-hmm. lifelong oaths of martial service. You your wow. entire point of your kindred is to train and focus on war. Wow. In fact, lifelong martial service. Holy shit. In fact, a kindred who wishes to join must provide a quota of conquered enemy worlds and the wow. materials of the worlds back to the hegemony to earn their place. And often, kindreds in the hegemony will find any excuse to go to war with aliens because they want to meet their quotas. Wow. <laughs> You're right. If you want to fight and you want to go to war, you you join the Cronus. Uh, Cronus uh, hegemony. Cronus hegemony. Yeah, they, they are they're aggressive and ill-tempered. And, and you gotta think about like they have want any excuse to go to war. And these are <laughs> fucking dwarves, man. <laughs> they, they you don't, don't need, need much. much. They do not. I heard need you much. whispering something. I assumed it was a slight against me. We're gonna kill your planet now. What? Hell yeah. What? Their uh, their customs are like battle prowess. They have bloody expectations. Are a name of their stratagem. Their mm-hmm. trait is the exemplary hero. They're, these are the melee faction. They oh, uh, course, for those yeah. for those of you who play the, the tabletop, they get an extra attack on the charge and extra strength on the charge, and um, they 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 hit hard. They have uh, As well. They should. Re- their relic is called the Just Blade. Rumor has it that this mighty axe is the deadliest weapon ever to be fashioned in the forges of the Kronos hegemony. A phase-modulated plasma field wreaths a polytrinate blade that has been witnessed to cut through feet-thick armor plating and even energy fields as if they were not there. It is said within the hegemony that so deadly a weapon must only be wielded in a truly justified conflict against a deserving foe. Hence the name... The just, the just blade. blade. Yep. So they'll really only break this thing out if they're like 
fighting like they like if they're just conquering a planet that doesn't really have a big military force they're not going to bust out this blade but if they're fighting like chaos space marines they'll break this thing out oh uh, yeah a just war a, a just yeah. grudge might one might even say yeah that's uh, true if they're if they're uh going after a <laughs> someone that's got a lot of tokens yeah they probably break out the blade too all right, second to last we have here is the Ymir Conglomerate. Oh, the uh, cool my boys. personal favorite lore in, of them all. Uh, I okay. love the color scheme as well. I love the red. I think it you looks fucking You just want Among great. Us models. I do want Among Us you models. sussy bitch. I want to be Seuss. Seuss. Um, they actually look fucking dope, though. Their exo they armor they really and stuff. Do. Really cool. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the most powerful force in the galaxy, DK? Of all the things, what is the strongest? Uh, obviously, in 40K, it's hate. It's Wrong. faith. It's faith. Wrong it's fa as well. What? Incorrect. Money. Exactly. It's money. Let's go. It's money. Money, baby. Money. It's money. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Ymir conglomerate are rich. <coughs> they are renowned for two things above all else. Vast material wealth and the insanely high-tech shit they make with it. Hell the, yeah. The, they are the, the fancy-pantsy boys in terms of just having a fuckload of cash. Cash. Um, there are two methods of entry to the Ymir conglomerate. Prove your exceptional skill with the broke here, which are their forge masters, in terms of uh, showing off how incredible you are in the forge by having uh, like gear or ships or mechanics or forging great impressive stuff, or yield a massive bounty of raw materials for their forges. Which, Hell yeah. There's no stigma to this. They are they are pragmatists. If you buy your way in, they're like, good job. We needed that stuff. <laughs> you cool. know? They are they are smaller than some leagues, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. but they have the largest concentration of incredible technologies in the galactic core. They have remarkable force field generators protecting their worlds. Uh, like these giant force domes. They have mm -hmm. enormous teleportation hubs instead of for their transit, instead of like wow. regular transit. Yeah. Scanning Damn. suites, etc. They don't have as large of a military force, but their military is comprised heavily of those big exosuit armored boys. They're much Hell more yeah. on the on the bigger, tankier, tougher guys than the rest. Mm -hmm. They're dope. I love them. They're really, really cool. I, I think they're my favorite lore-wise. I love their armor suits. I love the red. I love the idea that they have... They just take all of this... Like they're master armorers. That's their custom. Mm -hmm. Master armorers. They, they love their beam weaponry, which I'm a big fan of in the tabletop. I like the beams a lot. As um, we all are, sure. We love our good beam. Uh, they've got like... Warlord trait is guild connections. They've got lots of, of uh, crafting guilds and like special high-level unions that they use to get the right and the best materials. Mm -hmm. These guys are... They know their shit. They build the best stuff. They are, uh, they're some of the wealthiest. And if they go to war, they go to war with the big motherfuckers. The guns a-blazing. Mm -hmm. uh, is that is that mini uh, the the one in the green is that one of the uh, conglomerate guys? I because I really like his uh, that gauntlet. It looks like maybe a gauntlet blaster thing. Oh yes, yeah, so that is. I mean, that looks really uh, dope. He's dressed in the um, GTL colors, I believe. Mm. Uh, but that would be the. Let me find his name. I I don't quite remember. Here it is, the Einhir champion. Um, cool. Very often they have a some kind of like lieutenant character in 40k often a faction has a captain which it gives you a like reroll ones to hit um yeah. for us it would be the call uh they often have a lieutenant character which gives you reroll ones to wound and is often a pretty good beat stick like they just run up and punch shit yeah. um that's what this guy is he has okay. a fancy bolter in his arm 
and he normally carries either that axe or a big fuck off hammer and he's got a <laughs> giant jetpack on his back oh hell yeah i love a bit i in as far as minis go i love a big ass jetpack that's the, the, the guy, best way to get me in on your factions big ass jetpacks the guy's got a big ass jetpack and he uses it to run into you hell yeah what a chad <laughs> it's what called an absolute a, giga chad it's called a mass driver and Hell he yeah, just rolls up and he goes and he's like just plows <laughs> into you it's great that's what jetpacks should be used for good on him good on him just steamroll motherfuckers hell yeah it's 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 a hell, hell of yeah. a lot of fun hell uh, yeah. any anywho uh that that's the Ionier champion but the the ymir conglomerates like in game they get increased range to their uh ranged weapons they're uh they get special invulnerable saves because of how good their armor is depending on the type of armor mm. one of the fun ones is the warlord trait which is that guild connections one which increases the damage characteristic of all the weapons the warlord has by one now increasing damage is pretty fucking rare in 40k mm -hmm. um but I don't remember because it says it increases the damage of the warlord's weapons and I don't remember if the warlord is only considered a singular model or the entire group of models, I think it might just be the singular model because uh just just because for for game's sake, but yeah. The the Brokeer Iron Master, the guy that contains like four is it four? Yeah, four additional robot friends that all have their own guns. And, and it would be pretty funny to have them have their <laughs> own, like, plus one damage to everything. That'd be crazy. Be, uh, it'd be kind of crazy. Sake, yeah, I, I imagine it's just the, just the one. Just the one just guy. For, which, just for game's sake, yeah. Which is pretty crazy, though. He's uh, he's actually got some pretty nutty stuff. The I believe the Ymir conglomerate like their Brokeer Iron Masters a lot because of just the, the overall strength of their uh, forges. It's like the lore accurate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, we have the Urani Surtur Regulates. These are also known as the URSR. They are the southern reaches of the galactic core, and they hold on to areas that are often teeming with enemies. Uh, one border has an awoken Necron dynasty. Another, wow. <laughs> another of their borders has an orc raid of Bog the Free Buddha King. Oh, Love orcs. And then another border is haunted by a strangely passive nesting group of Tyranids. Oh, no. So they're sandwiched between all worst case possibilities. 100%. And yet... Oh, God. And yet they refuse to give ground. They refuse to pack it up and, and, and flee. And they also wow. refuse to say why. Oh. Other... Other than why the ans their ancestors would never forgive them for losing their hold worlds. Oh, Do they just so say they're guarding something super special and super secretive, huh? Maybe. They say they might guard something of secret importance. Others mm -hmm. think that it's a grudge that their forebearers have kept. Some think uh, they're just yeah. too fucking stubborn to give up their land. <laughs> All very real possibilities so far. Uh... The thing is, though, is that they admit new kindreds to their league very rarely and only after extremely extensive tests and secret meetings in which they are never, ever allowed to speak of. Wow. Also, nobody has ever left the league. This is ever? a lifelong, lifelong thing. No one has ever left. Damn. You know what this sounds like to me? The KGB? Well, sure. But this sounds to me like... Uh, the the the. It sounds to me like the deadline for uh, the Leagues of Votan were coming up, and they were like, man, we've got a lot of cool ideas for the uh, URSR or whatever, and uh, we haven't totally flushed them out yet, so... Let's just make everything super mysterious about them. Nobody leaves. They're guarding something. What are they guarding? Don't know yet. I. It, it sounds like maybe they weren't quite finished with the lore yet, and they just were like, hey, mysterious. <sighs> or 
it's a it's a setup for later stuff because who knows there could always be books and could shit. be could be yeah they might already have books ready for it sure yeah it, it gives them a lot of, you know the, the cynical side that or your cynical side mm-hmm. is a, is a perfectly acceptable possibility but at least they made them interesting enough to where it can be expanded upon they did it is interesting to the point where i i want to know more and i want to know what they're guarding and I want to know, like, why nobody ever leaves. And, you know, even though they're sandwiched in this fucking hell hold. Uh, so I'm interested. For they sure. Are, but, you know. They entirely rely on stoicism, self-reliance, and massive determination. They also disparage wastefulness a lot. They actually live very, like, very minimalist. They, they only eat as much food as they need. They only breathe as much air as they need. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're very they're very simple in that way. They really don't like wastefulness, and they just continue that way uncomplaining. They're they're kind of a little bit of an Iron Warriors feel, where they just they get the the minus the the, the smallest bit, and it's kind mm-hmm. of accepted. Yeah, I imagine they'd oh. be very against waste since they're just in their own little area doing their own little thing. Yeah, the, their league custom is like dour survivalists. Their warlord tree is grim pragmatism, which is literally dwelling on pain and discomfort only wastes valuable energy that could be better put to use. <laughs> their, Sounds uh, about their, right. Sounds about right. Sure. Their stratagem is waste not your last breath. Basically, it lets um, a character that just had been killed to fight on their death. Oh, which wow. is very handy. Yeah, um, very handy. It's pretty fun. I like them in the gameplay a lot because they get plus one toughness, which is oh. the the leagues have an ability where you can't re-roll the wound roll against them. And mm-hmm. the toughness is entirely dedicated to the wound roll. Like if it's equal, it's a four up. If it's lower, it's a five up, that kind of thing. And not allowing them to re-roll it. So your basic ass troop, like... Like your basic dude, the the guy that uh, Shai keeps posting in the um, the regulates, like with the with the logo and the color scheme, mm-hmm. that guy is toughness four, same as a space marine. This is wow. moving them up to T five, which is the same as a custodian or like a possessed. And then those dude, those dudes with the big chunky armor are already toughness five, so they're going to six. Holy and shit! Then, and then you've got like. And then you've got like their their bikes, which are fives, and they go to sixes. And then you've got their little ATV carriers, which are sevens, and they go to eights, which is the same as like a land raider. And then you've got their gigantic fuck off land fortress, which is an eight and goes to a nine, which is wow. incredibly rare. There's like <laughs> nothing in the game that has a nine besides Forge World models and like two or three outliers. Wow. So I like them a lot for that because I just make a you can just make fields of these enormously tough guys. Oh yeah, that's got to be an absolute pain in the ass to deal with. Oh yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I I really like the Ymir conglomerate. They're probably my favorite, but it's just a lot of enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wanted uh, to know if you have anything on Necromundavotan because if not, she got your brother. If I'm not mistaken, aren't Necromunda Votan an old amount of Votan that eventually became squats because they were uh, uh, living with the Imperium for a while? Oh my god, that's... Okay, Hello, that's, wall of text. Would you like to read that? Sure. Um, unlike the League of Votan, uh, these guys are called squats. They came to Necromunda as a cleanup crew in the wake of the Horus Heresy, and they've been here ever since. What can we say? The Heresy needed a lot of cleaning up. Uh, in the millennia since, the Ironhead mining clans have had minimal contact with their cousins in the Galactic Core. While they might lack the truly prodigious weapons technology of the Leagues or their helpful robot partners, the artisanal armaments of the mining clans still pack quite a punch, especially in comparison with the rest of the scavenged junk most underhives think of as guns. No one knows quite how many squats make their home on Necromunda. There are dozens of clans living a semi-nomadic life in great land trains striking, across, striking out across the ash wastes in search of valuable debris left by millennia of industry. These great crawling cities will plunder a dig site for months or years until its riches are depleted, while gangs of iron-head squat prospectors guard the excavation sites or set off into the wastes in search of further loots. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Squats are still around. Don't you worry. Squats still exist. They haven't totally been squatted. Squatted? Yeah. I don't like the Necromunda minis, though. Something about, like, the visors on their helmet makes them look extra super goofy, and I just can't take them seriously. Necromunda is just a bit goofier than most things anyway. I mean, have you seen the the, the chicks with, like, the super bright hair and stuff? Like, Yes, kinda, and they're very cool. Goofy. Okay, well, yes, they're attractive, but it's still goofy. Well, yeah, fair enough. It's very they're really cool. Uh, before we actually uh, end the end the episode, I'd like to go through the, the minis that they have currently, just to kind of, you know, show off what they've currently got available and, and you know, have okay. a, yeah, let's just see them. So you already saw Uthar the Destined up top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the guy with the crazy, all the stuff and the you know, crazy ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah you've also the got... Special the, Blade. Yeah. You got the Call, which is a small version of Uthar the Destined. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your, your classic captain character. Very, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty classic. Nothing too, uh, nothing too fancy along there with the call. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the Iron Here champion, which you saw already. The dude with the big uh, hammer and the shield on his arm uh, with the gun Hell and, yeah, and the, the big giant backpack. Yeah, big the mass driver. Hell yeah! Um, you saw the Grimnir, of course. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Shy, do you post the broke here Iron Master? If you didn't, can you post it again? Because I think it's probably one of my favorite minis. And uh, it's also arguably one of the best characters in the entire fucking game. Wow, um, really? He is. He can. He can be just ludicrous, like absolutely ridiculous. There you go. I click on the attachment. That's what the broke oh. Iron Master looks like. Um. Oh. So it's him and a bunch of Cog friends, which is pretty fun. Oh, I hate the way he looks, though. He looks like a slimy aristocrat that bought his way into power. I don't like the way he looks. Looks like an engineer. What do you mean? Look at all of his fucking know. engineering tool belts and stuff. Yeah, and his big I don't visor. He... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Something about him just to me reads as like a slimy aristocrat douchebag. Well, I don't know what you're... it is. Well, you're wrong. His machine's very cool, though. Love uh, it, the it little is... tech machines that he's got, though. It is the face. It's it's this fucking giant mustache. It probably is. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I think it's the face that reads that. And he's got like kind of the coat thing and yeah. Uh next are the Hearthkin Warriors. These are your classic foot troop, foot soldier. Um, those are the ones that Shai's been posting on each of the uh, color scheme variations. Oh, Hearthkin okay. Warriors are, are your classic. They they're mm-hmm. they're like your basic your basic troop. Yeah. Um, it's your basic foot soldier. You gotta yep, you have like carry... a, a shitload of them in every army. Sometimes they come in squads of ten. You can give them some melee. You can give them some guns. You can give them some like medical, like medic packs and stuff. It's just lots of stuff like that. Um, you have the Ein here Hearth Guard, which are very fun. Those are these guys. Um, they are the ones that have the the giant. Uh, like the, the big power blades on their on their shoulder or on Ooh. their uh, arms, those like Ezio's little power blade. Yeah, I love them. I love they're they're they're, they're they very so they're very very cool. They've got great. They can take plasma guns. They have shoulder mounted grenade launchers, which is really fun. Hell um, yeah! They, they can teleport. They're almost kind of like Terminators. Mm-hmm. Um, one we haven't uh, seen much of is the Chthonian Berserks. Ooh. These are like. Tough as nails, uh, people. They're they're carrying around giant hammers or sometimes these big ass axes, plasma axes, or mm-hmm. sometimes just two giant concussion fists. Oh, I love the concussion fists. Those are so cool. Twin giant robo fists. Just, hell yeah. They're they're really fun. They are very squishy, um, sort of kinda, but they run up, beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> and then uh and, and they then also leave di- and then leave or or die immediately afterwards they're uh, they're squishy well, but whatever. they're pretty they're pretty nutty mm-hmm. um they're they're pretty crazy next up is the hearth or hernkin pioneers these are the bikes um Ooh. i love the bikes they are Hell also yeah. probably the best unit in the codex um oh okay because they are the only unit that's genuinely fast uh, take has some great weapons. They've got shotguns and revolvers and and little uh, and little like auto cannons you can put on them. Mm-hmm. They they they're the only thing that has fly in the codex, so they can fly over stuff. 
They're they're pretty great. Damn, they they move fast. Cool. They move fast. They're tough. They're tanky. They're kind of tanky-ish. They're they're a great great time. Um, Those are so next, dope. <laughs> I like the bikes a lot. They they yeah. have a couple of them from the boxes. Hell yeah. Um, next up is the Sagittar. The Sagittar is a small troop transport. Looks like a, a moon rover buggy. Oh, um, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a, I've seen I've seen those in a couple of the pictures you've shown already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty fun. They got little wheels on. They they roll their way around. They're not too big. They can carry little groups of five. Um, they got mm -hmm. some bolt cannons and stuff. You can uh, take a couple of them. They they're pretty fun. They're they're just kind of small little rovers. They're uh, they're enjoyable. Yeah, kind of looks like a Mako. Yeah, like a, like well, a domed Mako a little bit. Yeah, a little bit with a few more curves than the Mako. Yeah, it's a curvy Mako. They've uh, the next the last. Uh, infantry unit you have is the Brokir Thunderkin, which Ooh. is probably the worst of the minis in terms of gameplay, but they're like my favorite looking. Uh, they're the dudes in those exo armor suits with the giant fuck off gun. Oh hell um, yeah, giant fuck these, off gun! Let's go. Yeah, they can carry a bolt cannon, a graviton blast cannon, or a conversion beamer. Um, I personally nice. am going to run them with the beam. I think in that picture, he's carrying the beam. Mm. Uh, I, I like them a lot because the way beam weapons work in 40k is that you fire at something and then everything along the path also gets hit. Because it's a, it's a beam. Yeah, so naturally, it, yeah. It rewards good like spacing and good positioning. So positioning, you can like, yeah. hit as many as you can. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. And you the last do one... Some, uh, some decent alien cosplay with that. Painted up yellow. Have that like exosuit look to it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Just make a make a note of always fighting the Tyranids. Sure, that's not bad. And last but not least is the Hecaton Land Fortress. This ludicrously large son of a bitch. It's is, a turtle. Uh, it's a giant turtle. It's a big turtle with tiny little tiny little wheels. Tiny little feet, yeah. It's um this thing carries a a just ludicrous amount of guns. Um yes, just it does. A, just a ton. Uh I can you can run it with a giant heavy magna rail cannon, which is basically like the Tau um Tau railgun. Uh it, it can carry troops, it's tanky as shit. Jeez. It's just really good. It does everything. I, I particularly enjoy running it with, um, you can replace its bolt cannons with beams, so I can give it four beams, and then and then an even bigger beam on the top. Jesus. And I'm just like, I'm the beam tank! <laughs> so everybody that, that has Votons probably runs one of these fuckers. Well, uh, it's not quite out yet, unfortunately, but... Ah, uh, uh, okay. I would be shocked if, if many people aren't running one. Uh, it originally yeah. was 220 points, and it recently, thanks to GW's patch, has gone up to uh, 300. Oh, um, wow. Which is a enormous nerf, but probably yeah. acceptable because it was insane. Yeah, it's probably still worth it, just, you know. Yeah, for only 200 points? That's a steal. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Agreed. Um, I I like it a lot. Well, 220 yeah. points, but yeah, but yeah, it was... Still... Yeah, that, it was two hundred twenty points for this big beefy land fortress. That's that's a steal. Is I buy that for a dollar. I buy that for a dollar. Hell yeah! Damn. Anyway, uh, that's all I've got in terms of my uh, in terms of my stuff. Hell yeah! Leagues of Oton are dope. Yeah, I think GW did a pretty good job with them. I, I really like the minis so far. They, they could use a few other options. They, they could definitely um, use perhaps some more um, like melee troops, I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Or maybe like a hybrid troop of some kind. Uh, I wouldn't mind like a, like a driller mech like the squats have. Like something that's kind of yeah. like, a, like a dreadnought, but their version of a dreadnought or like a killican. That'd be oh, a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides those, uh, you know, I'd... Uh, I'm pretty pleased with their line. Yeah, I like them. I dig them. Dig them. Smacks. I dig them. Did you really just fucking dig them smacks? <laughs> yeah, man. Did you actually hit me with that? Dude, you, we're... <sighs> dig we're, you're, we're old. Well, of course we are. We're Warhammer We're fans. old. We're old. <coughs> 
him. All right, I'm going to bed.